Rebound. Rebound. I deleted you. Well, I mean, how am I supposed to send? I can't believe you tried to delete me. I, Josh, um, I I didn't want to have this conversation, and uh, I felt like I felt like it was the only way I could, uh, you know, start a brand new year was deleting everyone ever in my phone book and then mm-hmm. just adding them slowly. You know. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever deleted a phone number. Have you actually gone on your way and deleting a phone number? Hmm. Not really. Really? Yeah. You know, like, it, it, you really have to go out of your way to do it. I mean, I mean, there have probably been a couple that I was just going through, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I, I, it's barely ever happened. I just kind of collect them. There's nothing. Like there's a limit. Like, I have to kind of fit people into this limit or something. Well, what about – let me rephrase the question. How about if we – if you deleted, like, the whole contact information? Like, a number is one thing. Like actually, you I, to- I, actually I, I take it back. I uh, I actually did delete someone. About, oh. an hour, about an hour ago. Oh, no. Um, I, I I don't actually know who I'm talking to right now. Oh. No. Oh. Oh. It, well, I mean, um, just so you know, this is actually um, uh, this is Podnam of the Brooklyn Rebound uh, podcast. Oh. Mm. And, uh, and uh, I wanted to talk to uh, a random number uh, on this episode and talking about uh, the Brooklyn Nets major trade they did today. Do you know anyone that would want to talk about the NBA and, and the Brooklyn Nets and maybe the Boston Celtics? Are we live? Are we live right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're live right now. Well, actually, I mean, it's, it's pre-recorded, I guess, when it's published. But, mm. but yeah, yeah, we're live. This is raw emotion. <sighs> this is raw feeling, raw emotion. I, I did a, I did a, like a little gotcha, gotcha moment right there. You didn't know. You had no idea. Is it, this is right. This is correct, right, Josh? You had no idea you were going to be recorded right now. I feel like I'm contact. I need to contact my lawyer immediately. Yeah. Well, how would? You, why would you contact? I mean, oh okay. yeah. All right. Let's say you contact your lawyer. You won't. You don't know who I am. So what's the point? I was. I was not aware that I was being pre-recorded according to Connecticut state law. That's illegal. Not in New York state law. It is. A, yeah, you can't, call, you can't call me. And you have a you have a Connecticut number that you're calling me from. So I think that's up for debate. Ooh, good good point. All right, well, well, we'll deal with the legal proceedings later. So today, uh, the Brooklyn Nets made a trade, and uh, they made a big one and got getting someone who's famously known for punching people in Boston, uh, Jaleel Okafor. What do you feel about that? The the question is, is this a big trade because he's probably now the tallest guy on your team, or is this a big trade because it's a big name? Um, I think it's... I think it's both, but I want to go with the uh, former a little bit more, uh, just okay. because he is pretty tall. He's seven foot, right? I think. Yeah. I think he's. I think. I think he's just shy of seven feet. Yeah. And and the trade itself was uh, the Nets acquire Okafor, Nick Stauskis, 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 a uh, second round pick from the Knicks that was, I guess, involved in the previous trade uh, in 2019, and for Trevor Booker and Sean Kilpatrick. Uh, I didn't see this coming. I don't think anyone did. It wasn't you. You read the NBA everything. You're like you're like the uh, Brooklyn Rebounds podcast no. NBA expert. So now, now to be to be completely honest, if you were to ask me yesterday where I thought Jaleel Okafor was going, I'd say Brooklyn. And that's complete. I don't know what what, what you would have given up for him, but yes, I think it made sense to go to Brooklyn. He had to go somewhere, and I feel like Brooklyn. Made sense as far as you know, you know, acquiring. They made, they're making a lot of good under the radar moves, and I just felt like it made most sense. I didn't know if he was actually going to go there, but I thought that Brooklyn actually made Brooklyn made a lot of sense. They needed a big guy to take a shot at him. You can guess he's going to get some time. You know, he's actually going to get to play. He's literally going to go from a complete opposite situation from not playing at all to I'm guessing playing a good amount of minutes. Right. And I think it made perfect sense. I just didn't know if it was actually going to happen, but yeah, absolutely. But like, 
It make, no, I agree with you 100%. And that, it makes sense for Brooklyn to have him and for him to be excited to go to Brooklyn. But why does it make sense for the Sixers? Why would they want to – oh, I'm blowing up here. Uh, why would they want to ship a player within their division, which has happened a lot, obviously, dating back to Brooklyn, mortgaging their whole future to Boston in prior times. But why would they want to get rid of a player that's, that was one of their top draft picks two years ago and just ship them for nothing? really, unless they value Trevor. I don't know. Well, I mean, Okafor wasn't playing. Even when there's injuries, and they have injuries or whatever, and, and uh, my understanding is even when Embiid was out, he wasn't playing. So, yeah. so, so even if he's, if he's getting some token minutes and you're not looking to play the guy and you're getting something for him, and he's on the last year of his deal because they didn't pick up the, the option, so he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Yes, he was sold cheap, but if you weren't going to play, you know, maybe you'll play Booker a little bit more than Okafor, then in the end it's a wash, so... Right, doesn't hurt. Maybe you'll get maybe you'll get some time out of him. I don't know what Booker's what's Booker's contract status. Is he a, is he a free agent in the year too? Well, I, I'm a hoops type guy, so let me go put that out there. Yeah, there's another there's a better site by the way. That Basketball Insiders is a better salary site to look at. Oh, see, this is why you are the go-to with this information. This is why this is why the listeners enjoy hearing your your uh, your opinion and your stats. And I'm not just talking you up. I'm just saying like I don't. I don't even know what is a basketball insiders. Is it is it like a is it a blog spot? Is it a WordPress? Is it is it a Twitter? I, I mean, what no, what it's is a, it's a it's a it's a solid website. A lot of writers, I believe. Uh, I think Jessica Camarado wrote for them for a little while. If you know, if you're familiar with her or not. Oh, but, you're just dropping names now. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, I forget what. Camarado? You don't know Jessica Camarado? No, is she on the Espen like around the horn fam? No, and, uh... no, no, no. She's a little, she's under the radar, but she actually oh. she, she did sell for a while. Now she's a, I think she was a national, I think she did national NBA for a little bit for somebody, and now she's, I think she's working doing Sixers stuff now actually. So Okafor makes five million a year. This is the last year's deal. Nick Stoskis, also known as Sos Castillo, yep. is uh is let's see, he's making three point eight million this year and five point one million. So there's a qualifying offer. I don't know if that was sorry, we're doing this on the fly here. I have to no, see what, uh, there's there's no there's no need to apologize. I w I'm gonna you look that up. Do you, but, do you have to do you have to break for a commercial or how does this work? Not yet. Not yet. Um I think I think we're waiting we're waiting on a couple more sponsors to jump on this uh this podcast uh network, the Brooklyn <laughs> Rebound Network. Your favorite source. When you, for, when you say when you say some more sponsors, you're saying you're still waiting for someone to sign up. Yep, you got um, it. It looks like everyone in the trade, their contracts all end the end of this year. So this is probably just a way of saying the Sixers think they're going to play Trevor Booker more than before, and therefore want to make the trade. I, I love Trevor Booker. I'm a, I'm a fan of Trevor Booker. He he hustles. He last couple of games he's been the reason why the team has any energy and motivating in some comebacks and. Getting a lot of loose balls, like he is that. He let's just say to put it in a Boston Celtics point of view, uh, he gets those Tommy points going. Yeah, and and that's his job. That's what he does. Well, when you say that's his job, I mean that's what he did for the Nets, right? Yes, yes. As of six o'clock earlier today, Eastern Time, I think it may be six o six p.m. Yeah, uh, he did do that. And actually, the crazy part about this trade, I don't know if you know, they're in Mexico City. They're playing the Thunder. As Trevor Booker's getting ready for this game, he's told by Sean Marks in a different country that you are being traded <laughs> and you have to fly from, from Mexico to Philadelphia and vice versa. Brett Brown, I, I saw the well, little maybe bit. Of, he, maybe he had some good Mexican food before the flew, flew back, though. I mean, they're hooking him up with that. They'll pay for that before he flies home. It's like a kind of going away present. One can only hope. I mean, traditional Mexican food, I'm sure, beats out anything ever and. New York City or California alone. Uh, yeah, so, do you think for Trevor Booker's purposes and the, the 76ers, what, what are they like? They're playing right now, actually. They're playing the Lakers right now. And I believe they're, they're, they're losing by 12 or 10 points at the halftime. Do you think that Trevor Booker's going to be a good fit for Philly? Um, I mean, I'm not sure, to be, to be honest with you. I mean, I think he's definitely going to get some time. He probably would get a lot more time on the Nets. I mean, he was starting center for you for a bit, wasn't he? Yep, yep. And so, that, Tyler Zeller took over that role. So, so I think he'll he'll get some time. I don't expect him to get much time. I think I'm still seeing him farther down the bench, but he's just you know higher up than where Okafor was. 
I mean, you look at Okafor's stats this year. He only played in two games, even with the injuries. So he played two games, averaged 12 minutes each of those games, and <laughs> averaged five points. Like, he, I mean, he barely – although, I mean, he did get average four and a half rebounds in those two games. But Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, so what's interesting is when he first came in the league, it's actually, I don't, I don't remember which which draft was he in. He was in oh, uh, the fourteen, two thousand fourteen, two thousand fourteen draft. The Celtics actually really wanted him, and there was a rumor they were going to make a big deal to get him. And it's interesting because Mike Gorman, who's actually who does the play-by-play for the Celtics, that was his guy. That's actually the guy he really wanted. You oh, wait, here, two thousand fifteen. My bad, my bad. But so, you don't hear you don't hear too much about it now. But the question is, I mean, the way the NBA has changed, people just say that he's not his skill sets more made for the NBA from years ago versus now where you're actually playing on the box. I, I still think it's a, that's a skill, you know, it's still a skill that is usable in the NBA today, but the thing is until he improves an outside shot, it's just, it's tough when you get a defense that tries to spread you out. You know, you get some of these big centers trying to play at the three-point line. It's, you know, if, either, if they can knock down threes, you put, you put him in the game, he's not going to step out to the three. And if he does, um, if he does, the guy will blow right by you. Yeah. But then on the other side of the floor, he's just going to just kind of stay in the paint. So I just, I don't know. That's that's a big question mark with him. I really think he can do really well with you guys. I mean, I could see him being, you know, for the rest of the year, I could see him averaging a good 12, 14 points a game for you guys, depending on how things go and how many minutes he gets. Right. Um, right. You know, grabbing some boards. But as my phrase goes that I say every time on this podcast, I'm interested to see what happens. We'll see how it goes. That's a... Uh... That's a direct quote from uh, your boy Jay Farb, Volume One here. I feel like I, I feel like I said that every time I come on here. We'll have to see what happens. I'm interested to see. That's my well, my go-to. I mean, going back to basically the the actual trade and in terms of tit for tat, this re- this reminds me a little bit of Nara Noel's trade to Dallas. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say the Kevin the the uh, Kevin Garnett to Portland trade. I thought you were going to oh, say that. No, no, there's no. No, I mean I'm on what Area 21. Uh, Area 21's on my TV here, and I'm I'm okay. I don't need to be reminded of uh, well, the, of Kevin Garnett. Yeah, it it could be similar to that. Obviously, it is pulled from the Sixers. You know, and other Nerlens, that whole thing's blown up in their face because they didn't resign him because they didn't they didn't want to give him the money. And now he's probably going to walk. Now he's also injured. He's out for the next two to four weeks or something like that. I know. What I would like to tell you is that according to Basketball Reference, since he's now a, a Brooklyn Net. He has some nicknames, Jill Okafor does. I know uh, one, one of them. One is Ja. Yep. yep. Another one is Jaja. Oh, I didn't know about that one. That's another that's another one there. another one is Big J. Big Big J, okay. And the All last right. one the last one is Little Sully. Little and, uh, Sully. I have to shout out basketballreference dot com for these uh these names. But just net fans out there, I'm sure you don't want to know what to call this guy and there are some options right there for you. I'm sure you come up with a new name. But just want to throw that out. Well, did you hear about the free jaw movement? If you Google free jaw during, I think this year and and mainly I think last year, there's T-shirts made uh, out of the free jaw movement. Uh, uh, that's Pierce wasn't happy with the T-shirts that were made. Now, now Pierce is your is your uh, your dog or is this? Uh, that, yeah, that's my who's, dog. Okay, and why is he named Pierce again? Just so all the fans know. Uh, diehard Paul Pierce fan. That's my guy. Grew up watching him since since middle school. I'm sure you guys know that, considering that I think I was on the podcast when he was traded to the Nets, and not very happy. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Pierce Pierce has his opinion. That's fine. He he may not like T-shirts, but one of them was actually yeah, it was at Barclays Center. Being <laughs> this guy who wore it at Barclays Center, which is funny enough. I'm looking at right now. Uh, CBS Sports has a little blog on there. And they're in that, you know, the area at Barclays Center where we go after a game where you can like grab a drink inside the yeah. arena. Yes. I yeah. think he's watching. He's watching. Uh, he's watching a, something there after the game, and he had a free Joshua on his back. So Jaw is free. He's free to, I guess, punch people in Brooklyn now. Um, did he ever get arrested for that, by the way, or in trouble? Uh, he did get in trouble for him. He did that, and then he went speeding on the highway. And he got in trouble for that too. Is that I why he's been benched hope, for two years? I, I do hope that. You know, the New York media obviously is uh, pretty strong, and hopefully they don't eat him alive, honestly, when he gets there. 
if you know if he's one of those guys that you might be a little temperamental emotionally wise and if if he gets there and struggles a bit and the New York media gets on him, I mean that really could be the end of him too when he's seen bench for the rest of the year, so we'll see. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But luckily we have uh we have all injuries on our team and our team is playing uh five games under five hundred ball right now. But you know, you you said it already, J Fab, you already said that, you know, hopefully you guys with the Brooklyn fans, you know, this this podcast is not just for Brooklyn Nets fans, for for everyone. So I wanted to talk to you about your team, the twenty two and four, Boston Celtics. Last time we talked, we talked a little bit about a, a small transaction that happened where uh, you got Kyrie Irving, I think. That's, that's yeah. what happened, right? Right. Yes, I believe that was uh, the end of August, August 30th, August 29th. That was the that was the day that I began cheering for the Brooklyn Nets for the first time in <laughs> a few years. Yeah. yeah. I'm che- I'm cheering for you hard right now. I'm I'm happy to hear that, and I'm sure all all NBA fans that appreciate some form of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, especially here in Brooklyn, they appreciate that love too. Twenty-two and four, Boston Celtics, four, four games in a row, eight out of the last ten. Basically, just ahead of the game. What do you think of your Celtics? Twenty-six games into the season. Good team. They can definitely lock it in defensively. Um, they still struggle with letting teams get leads on them, and they have to take out of holes. Luckily, they continue to do it. In that winning streak, they had seventeen-game winning streak, I believe. I believe like eight or nine of the games that were down by 15 points or more, or excuse me, 15, at least 15 points at one point in the game. And they came back in all of them. And even the game that ended the streak, they were down 18 with the heat in Miami and they cut it to one in the final minute. It actually looked like they were going to pull it out, but they just got to stop getting down early. I mean, the early in the season, the defense was basically what was keeping them alive because they were shooting really garbage percentages on the floor. And it's funny, they've actually turned it around now from the offensive end, but late recently the defense has taken a hit. Um, they have still been winning games. See so how it goes. I mean, I, I think would I call them a contender right now? No, I wouldn't. I mean, they're playing well, and yes, I mean they could they could win half the rest. They could play 500 ball for the rest of the year and have more than 50 wins for the season, which is pretty crazy. But I, I feel like without Gordon Hayward, they're still not a contender. They can make some noise, see what happens. You know, maybe still play Cleveland in the conference finals. Cleveland, I always thought was going to turn it around. I didn't think they'd win this many games in a row, but I always thought they'd turn it around. They got Isaiah Thomas coming back. Getting back to the Celtics for a second, though, Kyrie has played uh, – he's a completely different player in Boston than he was in Cleveland. Obviously, you can only judge Kyrie by, based on the sample size that you saw in Cleveland, and that's the only team he's been on the whole career. I did not want the Cleveland Kyrie in Boston. I wasn't interested in that. But he shares the ball a ton more. Um, he's got a nice two-man game going with Horford right now. That's working out very well. He takes over in spots, but he doesn't just try to play isolation basketball strictly like he did in Cleveland. So he's, he's he's probably one of the most enjoyable players to watch in the league. And he's sharing the ball, and he's he's doing, you know, playing really well. I mean, they've got their young guys stepping up between Jason Tatum, who if Ben Simmons wasn't – if Ben Simmons wasn't playing right now, he's got an asterisk because even though it's, it's his second year, even though it's his first year playing, he still went through the NBA system, NBA practices, and all that last year, regardless of if he played or not. So this really is his second year. If you take him out of the equation, Tatum has a good shot at rookie of the year, the way he's played. Um, but – and Jalen Brown, obviously, has played very well, too, although he's in a little slump since the passing of his best friend recently. Oh, right, So right. he was playing well even after he passed away. He was playing for him, and then he went to the funeral, and ever since then I think he's shooting like 29% from the floor. He's a mess right now, and he'll probably admit that. Yeah, so it sucks. I just, haven't, I just don't know what happens in the playoffs when other teams really buckle down, and if you end up having to rely on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in your starting lineup, you know, in 19... Year old in a twenty in a I believe a twenty one year old um, yeah. in a starting lineup. I just I, I don't know. I mean they proved me wrong so far this year. I mean I had no idea they were going to play this well, but I just have some hesitation of them being in the starting lineup on a if we're going to call the Celtics a contender. Regardless of the record, I just feel like maybe Hayward still makes some late season run. I'm still not closing completely closing the door that he doesn't come back late season and come off the bench and give us some minutes. And even just him being there, if he was able to knock down some shots, that changes things a lot. I'm not thinking he's coming back. I'm just saying there's an outside chance. You never know. So, so. I mean, Gordon falling down was was obviously the the beginning of the end of you, of a lot of people saying that the Celtics would be a definite contender. But now that they've won so many games since 22 and four, like you said, you can see them going, you know, to the conference finals and whatnot. But do you think that the teams that are like you would say Cleveland is better? But do you think there's any other teams that you can see better than 
the Celtics right now, like right now as in today, not records-wise, but just based on the games that you've seen, uh, like someone like, I don't know, uh, Pistons. Are we talking about the, about the East? Are we talking yeah. about the... Yeah, the, yeah, the, the East uh, overall. Pistons are scary. Pistons are pretty good, especially when Drummond's knocking down free throws. I mean, that's, that's dangerous. That's always been the Achilles heel of the Pistons. Like, you know, you can't leave Drummond on the game at the end of the game because they're just going to foul him and put him on the right. line and... He's, I mean, he's been knocking down free throws. I mean, not, you know, he's no 90% shooter, but enough to make you second guess, you know, how you're going to play him. You um, mean the, the hack a drum? Yeah, the hack a drum. <laughs> well, Celtics learned the hard way at the end of that game. He was knocking them all down the other night when they, when, they, uh, when, they, when they played the Pistons. Do you think that has anything to do with being uh, living in Connecticut for some part of their lives or going to the University of Connecticut? Do you think that that's why Andre Drummond is so great in general? I mean, normally going to Connecticut and, you know, getting an education here definitely plays a major role in your free throw shooting. Yeah, um, that's what I've heard. You know, it's, it's, I believe they say something about geometry and angles. We have a really good program here in Connecticut. Yeah, I mean, we've won a lot of championships in, uh, in that. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say we. Uh, I'm talking about being a, a former resident of Connecticut and growing up there. Uh, I would say we're like the Yankees of uh, all college basketball, right? We just won so many championships. Yes, that that is true as far as the women go. Well, men won four. That's four out of, in the past 25 years. The UConn men have the most championships. No that one has true. four. That, that, yeah. that, is a, that is a very valid point. That is yeah. a valid point. Um, but, no, I, I think the Pistons, I think, are scary. It's interesting to see, like, the Sixers. I mean, they're fifth in the East right now, and that's with Embiid still can't always play back-to-back games, and Fultz hasn't played at all yet, really. Do you which, like by the way, the- but which, by the way, Danny Ainge really looks good on that trade right now with Tatum yeah. and Fultz. Uh, yeah. like a freaking genius. I don't know how he has this much. Like, he's everywhere. Your, your boy Danny Ainge is at every single college game, because I've been watching a lot more college ball uh, on ESPN, and I think he was at a Texas A&M game. And it's like, he, don't he, doesn't he have people for these things? Doesn't he have, like, scouts? He, he does, so he does have scouts, but then yeah. he also goes out and does, does some of this himself, too. I don't know if it's – I think some of the scouts go out and then based on what he hears back from them, he'll take a look himself after as like a second run or players that he particularly wants to see. And the reason that he is going out to some to see some of these – even some of these higher – these guys that would be in the top ten, you might look at and say, oh, wait, Celtics don't have a pick that early. They don't have the Brooklyn pick. But wait, they do have – thanks to the uh, trade that they made the draft, they swapped one with three with Philly. They got the Lakers pick if it's two through five. Um, they get the Lakers pick this year, and if it's not, they get the, the Kings pick next year. Yeah. And the Lakers are right around that area right now. I mean, I think right now they're seventh worst team. Obviously, they could always move up to second or third, depending on the lottery. But so you're still going to see Ainge out there. He's going to look like a genius. You can pull up if you can pull off a top five pick in this draft and get Jason Tatum in the last draft. That's just ridiculous. And yeah. It's like Brooklyn right now is is awesome because that's their tenth worst team. <laughs> and that would yep. be that would make me very happy. Um, I would love Brooklyn to. What? There's only four games separating Brooklyn. Oh, yep. Charlotte, 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 all the way to Washington. Yeah. Three, three games. Sorry, three games separating Brooklyn in the playoffs right now. I believe. That is true. And they're playing the Thunder tonight. A lot of people obviously are picking. I think. I think. I think the Thunder will be all right. They're they're eleven twelve. Um, I don't know. Honestly, they play a lot. Of, they they play more isolation ball than anybody else. I actually looked at a stat yesterday that. You combine, you combine Westbrook, Mello, and George together, and the amount of times that they do, they, uh, the amount of possessions that they go isolation. There's no team in the league. I think there's there's only three teams in the league that, as a team, run isolation plays more than those guys do. Those three guys do. So you're comparing three guys to just complete teams, all but three. So I think, I don't know. I mean, they can definitely get it done when they're all firing on all cylinders. It's just. We'll see how the, how long that lasts, and if George gets upset, I and mean, they've been struggling. And obviously, you, this is. You do know, you think they'll break it up before the trade deadline, or? Uh, it depends on what the record is. I mean, if they're still in the if they're still in the hunt, I couldn't see them doing that. Um, I mean, but at the same time, if they're fully convinced that Paul George is going to leave, you know, they and they were able to, you know, they they were able to get him for nothing, basically. Well, even though all the people playing well, but they were able to get him for nothing. I mean, they could flip him for something, you know, trade him. So what if they what if they still traded him back to Cleveland at the deadline? Who? George. Paul George? Yep. For who? Why? No, no, no. No, I'm just saying, like, if, if, they, if OKC looked at it and said, we're not going anywhere this year, 
then Paul, you know, Paul George ended up being on the market because they wanted to get something for him before he runs to L.A. Just saying something like that would be interesting. And if that happens, you can uh, you can replay that clip that I just said on this podcast. I mentioned it first. All right. Well, oh. well, what you could do is when it happens, you could uh, you could tweet it at Brooklyn Rebound. Tell them, look, I called this. Then all of our the whole the whole web will be able to see that as evidence that you did call it. And I'll, I'll cite it back to this episode. Uh, okay. You just mentioned you mentioned the Cavs. Isaiah Thomas is kind of um, the Cavs are rolling. They got 13 in a row. Isaiah Thomas is rumored to come back this month. What are your thoughts on this team right now? And are you excited to see Isaiah back on the floor? I'll always be excited to see Isaiah. Isaiah still as of now is still my second favorite Celtic of all time. And I'll always be one of my favorite players regardless. I'm excited to see him back on the floor. I hope he's healthy. I hope he can play well. He is someone that normally plays with the ball in his hand a lot, though. And I know LeBron handles that responsibility in Cleveland, so they'll have to make some adjustments. Not that they can't, but there'll definitely be some adjustments. Also curious with the whole Derrick Rose thing. I think personally that, you know, he left the team, and I think one of the reasons that you hear he's trying to get back soon is because he's worried that if Isaiah gets packed before him, then he may lose some of his minutes, and I think he wants to have some of that before Isaiah comes back. So it's like a very like sibling-ish, teammate-ish fight that's yep. going on. A little bit. I mean, I just that's you know maybe I could be way off on that, but well, I mean, well, I do I do remember uh, before the trade happened that you know wasn't expected to happen with Kyrie and Isaiah. Um, Derrick Rose signed with the Cavs and saying like, oh yeah, I'm I'm planning to come off the bench, you know, saying the right things, and that's when Kyrie was there. But then after that, D Wade signed, and then but after that, the trade happened. I feel like the Isaiah Thomas is going to be not the thing that pushes them over the top, but the thing that becomes that, that X factor in the sense that they won't rely as much as they have right now to this point as on LeBron James. They'll be able to offload a lot of the scoring. Because Derrick Rose can't score as much as he used to. You know, He's a shell of himself, as everyone knows. Dwayne Wade can't do that. Who else is really – and Kevin Love's the only one that can put up some points, but he doesn't get the bowling enough to do that. I can't talk and try it again. Dynamic of, uh, of Isaiah coming to team will be interesting because, remember, Isaiah's on a contract year. Isaiah's right. someone that wants to make money. He's talked about being a max contract guy, and that's one of the reasons that potentially he was traded away from Boston. Obviously, coming up an injury, that ended up being more serious than people thought. Who knows, but he's out. He keeps saying, I want to prove it to everybody. But prove it to everybody on a team that has LeBron James. You're not going to put up the same point total that you did in Boston. The question is, how much is he going to push it and try to, you know, force the issue a little bit and battle that whole dynamic of winning versus, you know, also making sure that he's getting his numbers and make sure that when the season's over, regardless, everyone thinks he's fully healthy and can put up numbers and he's still going to get a big contract from some teams. That dynamic really isn't talked about that much. You know, you, you got to figure that a guy that, is now going to be coming back, you know, possibly in January or maybe in a couple of weeks, is going to have a few months of the season to kind of try to prove to everybody that he's healthy. But he's going to, you know, he has a little bit of time to try to prove his value. And you, you got to figure he's going to try to do that. And is he going to get frustrated if, you know, he doesn't have a major, has a major role and has more of a side, side piece role? Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know, if he, if, if LeBron, you know, if all his numbers are way down, I mean, if Isaiah goes from last year, you know, averaging almost 30 a game, to this year, let's let's say I'm guessing that let's say maybe he averages 18 a game, 16 a game, playing well. I mean, I'm and I'm, I'm sure he'll probably be more than that. But will people think, oh, you know, it's just the team he's on, or will people say, well, is that also part of the hip and he's just not fully recovered? So it's a it's a really it's a problem for Isaiah. Less a pro- it's more of a problem for Isaiah, less of a problem for Cleveland in the current situation. Would you say just because of the contract situation? Well, here? It's- it's it's still a problem for Cleveland because you don't want him to force it. Like you want him to make sure that he's you know playing within the team. And I'm not saying he is a team player, but it, it could just be a problem if he feels like he can do so much more and he just left the situation in Boston where he was the guy. Yeah. And now he's coming into a, a team that's already rolling, already playing well. He's going to try to just find his you know try to fit in. And is he going to be able to fit in and do what he wants to do in time to you know to make this work? Also, one thing that will be interesting, and maybe he'll do the same thing with Kevin Love. One of the big reasons that Isaiah played so well last season was Al Horford. Al Horford set the pick at the top of the key, and he curled off of it, you know, going downhill, and, you know, people couldn't stop him. And the way that they played it now, Horford's one of the best in the game at setting that. 
is there going to be somebody on Cleveland, like Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson or whoever, that is going to be able to play that same way? If that's the same style that he's going to do to try to, to try to get back to how well he played last year, or are they going to try to play him, you know, completely differently, you know, spread the floor with LeBron and let LeBron go to work and see how that goes. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it could be K Love. Could be you know a mix of people like Channing Fry or Tristan Thompson. Actually, Tristan Thompson's been rumored to be on the trading block as well. But I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much more about the Cavs in general. But it's it's almost like is it one third of the season's been gone already? Then some, almost twenty six games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who would you say your uh, five uh, All NBA players are right now for one third of the season? Who would you put up there? All NBA. Does that mean that we're we're basing this on positions here? Just five. Uh, yeah, yeah. How they how they do in all NBA at the end of the year? So five people. Um, that would be guard, guard, forward, forward, center. Wow, you're putting me on the spot here. You really? I mean, you're you should you should already know these things, Josh. And not you should already know. We we go to you to get that knowledge. So that's why that's why it's important with this question. And I'm 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 saying a lot right now to stall. So, so you could you could really collect your thoughts, and uh, but while you're thinking, I'm gonna I'm gonna say mine because I, I I thought about it a little bit. I'll definitely go with Kyrie at point guard uh, or at guard. I'd put Steph Curry on the other guard. I would put uh, LeBron obviously, and I would put this is where it gets a little tough for me. I want to say I want to say Giannis, but at the same time. I, like if if we're put, putting guards for guards, I'd say Harden's out of the window because Kyrie's taking the spot. So I'd say Giannis, and then I'd probably say either Boogie or Drummond. So I'm recap. I got Kyrie, uh, Giannis, LeBron, Curry, and I just completely forgot about Durant. But I don't think has he's been has he been a monster this year? I don't think so as much. So I wouldn't put Curry in there. He would. Nope. Why? I would not. I just don't. I don't feel like. And I gotta look back to make sure I'm not missing something. Number one, he's injured; he's been out for a while. He's, he could miss a good chunk of the year, depending on the angle. I'm, I'm talking about one third, just this one third of the season, like not I mean, predicting for the year. I'm just saying, as of right now. So I so I put Kyrie also, but the other guard slot I have Harden because he'd be at listed at guard. Then I'd have at forward Giannis and LeBron, and at the five. I gotta think about the five. Funny how we just skipped over Russell Westbrook, who's basically averaging a triple double again. <laughs> but his team sucks, so I guess. That's yeah, why I, not a, I mean, I mean, all NBA is about. You, right. You'd put you put him over Kyrie, but Celtics are playing like as a team playing better, so. Yeah, that's how all NBA goes usually. So. If OKC yeah. was playing better, then. Yeah, I just don't. Oh, what's Kyrie? What's what's Steph putting up by the way? What's what's number, his numbers right now? Twenty-six a game, five rebounds, seven assists, almost seven, six point five, two point six. That's pretty good. But it's pretty good for Harden, a two-time MVP. Harden, who I, I did see Harden in person the other day since I, I got to go to a Rockets game. In whoa, Houston. whoa, whoa, whoa! You didn't lead with that, Josh. You got to see Harden in person. I did. And you I got did. one, right? I believe. So I say, well, no, I, I wasn't. It wasn't a Celtics game. It was. This was in Houston. Oh. Oh right, right. You you went to well. Toyota Center. Yep. This is part of your NBA journey, right? Uh, all this is, thirty teams. How many? Yep. How many is this? This is fifteen. So where have you been? Well, well I, I think I'm going to retrace. I'm going to say ones on my mind. But before we do that, who's your fifth person? Who's your center? Who's your big? Well, it would have been Anthony Davis. He just keeps on getting hurt. Well, Boogie's been pretty amazing this year. I know. I know. I guess I probably would say Boogie Cousins as of right now. He's just playing too well. Or drum, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, but so fifteen. I don't think I don't think anyone I know that listens to this podcast or hosts or produces or have been a guest on have been to fifteen. You know, you know, damn well. You know, I'm gonna hit all of them. Yep, I know. It's I know. gonna happen. It's just a matter of how long it's gonna take for me to do it. And obviously, having a kid. Uh, Mazel tov. Well, thank you, sir. Yep. Having a kid just definitely uh, changes that a little bit, slows that down, but. Any uh, any guesses? So yeah, so how many can you guess the places I've been? Uh, all right, I'm gonna go off the top here. I'm gonna go with Boston, Brooklyn. Boston's and a great guest, by the way. Great guest. Yep. Yeah, Boston, Brooklyn, New York. Um, I'm gonna say uh, L.A. Uh, Lakers, Golden State Warriors. That's five. 
I'm going to say Phoenix because I was there with you. Um, <laughs> the six. That's the former exactly. U.S. Airways Center, which is now the Talking Stick Arena, I believe. Is it? I think so. uh, I'm going to say Sacramento for some reason. Uh, is that right? Yep. Wow. Okay. I don't, I don't know why that came. I would say all. Oh, I know Dallas. I was there with you as well. Uh, so that's eight. San Antonio and nope. Houston. I have oh, not no. been. I have not been to San Antonio. Uh, Houston is nine. Uh, Chicago definitely. That's ten. And Detroit. Nope. All right. So I'm missing five. I'm not going to go with the other five, but I got ten. All right. So I've been to. Bo- I'm just going to go through here. I've been to Boston. Mm-hmm. MSG. Yep. Brooklyn. Been to Philly. Oh, I forgot Philly. Been, been, been to uh, D.C., been to see the Withers. That's another one I should have easily known. Chicago. Yeah. Been to Houston now. Been to Dallas. I have been to OKC. Oh, right. When I, you... when I, saw, when I saw Durant's return, which was, Cup pretty, game. Yeah. was pretty – That was pretty epic to just randomly be there at, like, such a pretty big game for the season. Yeah. Um, I've been to Phoenix. I've been to the Staples Center, but I get to call it twice because I've actually been to separate games for the Lakers and the Clippers, both against Boston, by the way. Um, oh. I've been I've been to OK, uh, been to Golden State, which they're moving, so I'm not to figure out. I don't have to go to the new one when they move to San Fran. I've been to Sacramento and I've been to Portland. Wow. So I and what's great about this is that all of those games, all the 15 except for three of them, were against the Celtics. So 12 of those 15 arenas were Celtics playing at that arena, which to me, I think, I, I look at it as pretty impressive. This isn't just happen to be there when there's a game going on. This is... No, that's... Uh, so that, if, if, if if I get to hit most of these, and uh, I'm probably going to double back at the end and make sure that I see the Celtics playing every arena, it, depending on depending on how things go. Like if we end up going to 20, I've been to all 30, and five of them were that without Celtics, then I will double back. So you, you're basically... When did you come up with this? this dream plan to do this? Well, let me backtrack. What was the first time you went to an NBA game? Was it, was it when they were in the Old Garden, or was well, it well, my, in the my first, Center? first NBA game was not even a Celtics game. It was a Knicks game? Nope. first NBA game was a Springfield Hall of Fame game. It was the Miami Heat versus Chicago Bulls, and Jordan was playing. It was a preseason at, game, though, right? At, 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 yeah, preseason. Yeah, it was a preseason game at the Springfield Civic Center. All right, so it was a preseason game at the Civic Center. So, 1988, what, reg- I was five. What was the regular season um, game that you went to, the first one? Hmm. Wow. To honest, no, to be honest, I don't know. I, I mean, I because I went to see the Celtics play at, at the Harvard Civic Center back when they played regular season games. I think that was one of my first ones, and I've been to the Boston Garden once to see them play the Blazers. It's a great question. I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure who I saw. For, I mean, I know it was, it was Hartford. My dad took me. I was probably like... I think I was like six years old, but I'm not sure exactly who they were playing. So you don't you don't particularly remember uh, which one that you went to in terms of like because obviously you diehard Celtics fan, but the first one that you actually went to when it was uh, when you went to the arena, like an actual NBA arena. That's what I'm trying to get down to. Do you know? Are you are you saying that the Harvard Civic Center is not an NBA arena because it was a regular season game? This is this is true, but I'm talking about the home arena. The Hartford Celtics never existed. Neither did the Springfield uh, Heat or Springfield Bulls uh, ever exist. So what I'm what I'm getting to is the fact that it's a it was a game they, they, a game they, 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 yeah. they played the Blazers at the Boston Garden. At the Boston Garden, not the TD Garden. Correct, right? Correct. The Boston Garden. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. That was that was my first. If you're if we're not calling Harvard Civic Center, I know I know that for a fact that it was the Blazers. Yes. Now, I don't know if you if you have your notifications on on your phone. Oh, I, I just saw it. Yes. I went back home to Connecticut during Thanksgiving, did a little digging, and uh, I remember printing this out, downloading it, and looking uh, looking this up to talk to you about. As and what exactly are you looking at there, Josh? Just so. So uh, everyone else. Some uh, pure action six-game Celtics pack. And uh, and you said something along the line of, I think it was uh, I think it it was at the TD Garden then, right? When they moved or Fleet Center? Is it Fleet Center still? I, forget, I think it was the Fleet uh, Center when they moved into it, right? Originally. Uh, I forget the date that that, that changed. And then it was the TD Bank North Garden for a while either too. But 
So after they left the actual garden, the ones from the 80s, they went to the Fleet Center, right? Yep. Okay. So this is... Uh, well, I think that wasn't, though, until 95? It was... Uh, it was when they played the when the Magic played the Celtics and Sherman Douglas's last shot at the Garden, he missed it, and that was the last shot by a Celtics player. I remember seeing that first round playoff game. That that's how vivid my memory is. And the reason why I sent you this is that Pure Action Six Game Action Pack plans for the Boston Celtics, and uh, I remember seeing this uh, online. This is our I think this is our freshman year in college um, around that time, and I remember looking at this as like, oh, man, we should go to some Celtics games. This looks great. 30 bucks only. And we had signed up for the tip-off pack, which was Philly, Portland, San Antonio, Milwaukee, Denver, and New York. And the Portland one I remember missing because that's when the one you brought your mom to where Paul Pierce had a game winner over Zach Randolph to wow. win the game. Let me, let me tell you, that that's impressive that not only that – I mean, I remember that, but impressive that you remember that. But, yes, so that, that, was, I, that was my first Paul Pierce buzzer beater when he made that shot and then jumped on the scorer's table, and I went to celebrate with Celtics fans in the lobby, yes. And I remember that night saying you should take someone else because I had to do a term paper or study for an exam, so I backed out. And, you know, since that day, I have yet to see – a buzzer beater, a game winner. I've, I've never in my life, ever. Even as a Brooklyn Nets season ticket holder, I've yet to see a game winner in my life. Hmm. Well, I saw – it's funny you say that because – How long – what year? This was 2000 – I don't have to date us too much, but 2003, 2004, around then. So that's like – that's a good chunk of change, a while, right? Like 20 – I think it's 2005 because look at the name of the pack next to the weekend pack. It says it starts with 2005. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, rem- I remember the Denver game that's on here because I remember, I think, multiple Celtics scored, like, I think two Celtics scored 30 points, but Mello hit the game winner, I believe, to win the game. I could be wrong on that. I know I definitely saw a Mello game winner against Celtics in Boston before, and I think that was it, but I could be wrong. Yeah, this is uh, this is basically the reason why I sent you this, and I probably I'll tweet this out later, but because that was the first time I think that I think we were both NBA fans. You were definitely a huge NBA fan. I was into like the video games and the NBA. Uh, by the way, I did pick up 2K, so that's official. I came over this, this actually two days ago. I well, want to make that I'm breaking announcement. Did, did you get it, Did you get it for twenty seven dollars? I did. I did get it for twenty seven dollars. So. The NBA season started in 2005. This is one year when, after what, Melo and LeBron were drafted, right? This is their sophomore year. Yeah, well, I'm looking. It looks like it might be 2000. Uh, you know, I mixed the games up. Yeah, it's 2006, actually. It must have said 2005, okay. 2006, something. But so this is the one where the Celtics did win against the Nuggets. There were multiple guys that scored over 30. It was, the, it was another year when I had the 12-game pack. I saw that Melo beat the Celtics. So Pierce scored 38 and Tony Allen had 30. And the Celtics won 119-114. Mello had 42. So that was the year after where I bought some more tickets. But this was the train that started your journeys to the Celtics Boston, uh, visiting them and going to see their games. And since that time, you have yet to miss a home opener, and you've gone on 15 uh, journey to 15 arenas. And that after after seeing them win the championship in 2008. What else can you accomplish? You know, you did 15 arenas on the NBA. Is this, could you retire your, like, attending games uh, banner, like, in your house? Could you just say, I'm done, I can just enjoy it from home and just relax and watch it? Never. You know, no? I'll never do that. You know, I'll never do that. I know you will. But, like, based on that, based on those, those accolades. Well, sir, I feel well like- first, thing, first thing, I have to hit all the arenas, number one. Number, two, number okay. two, once I hit all these, I'm probably going to hit some of these with my, my son, Zach, here. They- um, Z-Farb? The Z-Farb. original Z-Farb? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the, the original Z-Farb. Yeah. By the way, whoever has Z-Farber at gmail.com, I'm coming for you. Okay. Because I really wanted that email and signed him up for that, but apparently it's already taken. You know, I think you're the only uh, father and maybe, <laughs> and I don't know in America, but in general, that wants to get their son an email address before they even can 
Listen, 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 <laughs> listen, listen, don't judge me. I just feel like it could be important for his future. I understand. No, no, no. Not, that's not not, not, not not to be one of those people that have, like, you know, the Farber 721 have numbers next to it. Well, I mean, I don't think you should be mad at the person that got it. I think you should be mad at your parents to keeping you the last name for you. I think that's – or your parents' parents or your parents' parents' parents. I think, I think that's where the dilemma is. Because for me, you know, I'm quasi – I don't really have to worry about, you know, uh, getting my email. Like, anytime there's, like, a Twitter or something signed up, Enom's usually there. Good to go. So maybe you should just reconsider naming uh, your next kid, whether it's like a, a Kazi or something. Yeah, what do you think of that? Basically, before I name him, I think I'm going to register his email address next time. Or her. Correct. Or her, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you said 50. You got the arenas. You, got, you saw the championship in 2008. You, you, uh, I, I almost, and I almost got to see another one in 2010. But... Oh, what, uh, game, was that game seven? There? No, 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 no. No, it was game, it was game five. And game five, and they won it. But the problem was they blew the lead in game four, I believe, or one of the. It was, I think game four they lost. Game five had a chance to be a closeout game. Or, uh, game five could have been a closeout game, but because they lost the game before, they won that game in Boston, and then, and then they lost the next one in L.A. when Perkins tore his ACL. And then they came back to. L- then they played the second game in L.A. on game seven, and I don't like to talk about that because they fell apart and should have won the championship. But you're saying it not based on the game-to-game situation. You're saying in 2010 they had an opportunity to win a championship, and you could have Well, no, I, I, I bought the ticket before, like, at the beginning of the round. Right. Right. Yeah, saying that there's, a chance, there's a chance for that to be a championship-clinching game, which would have been ridiculous if I was able to see two championships in person. But you didn't have me there, so there's no way that would have happened. Right. I didn't have my photographer with me take pictures for me. See, that's, see this is why I brought this up. Photographer versus a person that got on the, the wagon, actually pushed the wagon for you to start going to games, which I drove as well too. Uh, what, uh, what station? Uh, what station was what, what station was that at? The Green I went, Line. I, I, I went River. To, I went to games. Remember that was a six game pack. I, I also purchased a twelve game pack at one point. That was after the first. Way, pack. I, think, I think I think all this talk about me going to games. I think people are slowly hitting stop on their podcast and they're not listening anymore. Uh, you know, that's the, the beauty of editing. Uh, no one, no one really would know if that would be in this podcast or not. So, <laughs> so that's that's the magic of editing. So, no one, it, it may just be like the podcast could just be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And then you could say all great things about the Nets, and that'd be the end of the podcast. Who knows? Are you gonna like uh, break my voice into pieces and make me say whatever you want me to say about the Nets? It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, I I saw a video on that, and that's crazy. Wait, wait, wait. All, all, all you all you need is uh, what? Ten minutes of me talking, and then you can break my voice down into pieces, and then. What are you, what are you talking about in particular? Like, is there a website that does this, or what are you talking about? Uh, okay. I don't know. There's some. I just read. I watched a video of somebody doing. It. I don't know if it's a website that does this, but oh. you talk for ten minutes, and then they can actually be, you know, type in what you want someone to say, and they can, they can say it in that person's voice. I remember our our, our DJ music production battles. I had your voice on so many different because you supplied a really good this album on me and I had t- taken the audio and chopped it up into so many pieces of you basically saying all positive things about me with your voice. And cause you had so many things that I had you recorded on with all your diss tracks on me. And by the way, this is uh, for all the listeners that don't know uh, me and Josh are probably the best DJ slash producer slash artist you'll never hear of ever. Can, can we, can we, can we make one thing clear? Can you just admit one thing? What's that? Out of all the mixtapes that we made and all the this things that we back and forth, the one that I had, that one, was better than all of them. Can you can you just can you just be a man and stand up and admit that that one, that one mixtape that I had was the the J Five Return of the King that was, that was the top out of all the ones that were made t- between both of us, because you know it's true. I would say you had the best that album. J-Far, Return of the King, I don't know if it's Volume 3, Volume 2, Volume 1, whatever, whatever it was. Um, I would say that album did so many things in this lifetime of, of in the history of music. I think, I, think that went, I think that went platinum. Was that, am I wrong on that? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it went, it, went, it went platinum. And that platinum album would probably be the best album I've heard in the, <laughs> with all my coworkers on it. I would say that would be the best album I've heard with my co- former coworkers. I see what you tried to do there. Yeah. But bottom line is it, it, was, it, it blew yours away. Sorry. 
<laughs> there was there was really no was no coming back from that. Honestly, that was basically the ether to. Uh, well, that's why I brought it up because to rehash that old old beef, um, kind of like Mace and uh, and Cameron are doing right now. Do you hear about that? Mace Mace is a rapper again, and Cameron put out an album. And they're they put out diss tracks on each other. No, I did not hear that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's happening. I, I figured I figured I'd tell you this now and and tell this to all of our listeners. The way you're coming from Z-Farb, I'm coming for you, Josh. It's happening because when you when you said when you said that you could do that in the voice, and when you said that album came out, I did have my retort, I did have my my thing planned, and my whole hard drive fried. And I'll tell you how it happened. I had uh, bought a new hard drive, put it into my machine, and then it and then I was like, oh well, I may not I may not need this extra hard drive anymore. Let me let me go bring it back. I bought. I brought back my original hard drive, the one that had all my files saved on it, the, all, the one with all the discs, all the tracks, all the music, all the pictures. Apparently got magnetized uh, at some point, grabbing it back from Best Buy. It didn't work. All the files were gone. All the discs, all the heart, all the, uh, all the uh, guest appearances on the album were not there. Are you saying it's unre- unreleased, you're saying? This unreleased album you're talking about? Yeah, yeah it was unreleased. But I, it was deleted. It was deleted from existence. That's what I'm saying. He, I, I, I don't believe any of that. And if that did happen, I feel like as time's gone by, it's one of those myths that you know just continues to grow, saying like it was the greatest of all time. See, I didn't count it as the greatest of all time. I just knew it would, uh, it would be the takeover. Yeah. Uh, no, it, no, it's it. it I, I think everyone knows that my album was better, and. Uh, it's really not even a contest. It's, it, it happened. I did it, and then that was it. So the game was over. The game was over after that. It was, there's no, there's no coming back from that. It is what so it I, is. So I guess, I guess, I guess we're gonna have to pass the beef down to our future Ken then. So that means I'm not gonna go after you. I'm gonna have my uh, future Ken, whoever that. Maybe my dogs. Maybe Bob or Bruce will uh, put out a diss track on on Z Far. When, when, when's your When's your future kid coming? You wanna you wanna tell the people? Yeah, uh, that kid is dropping. Um, in 2000, some, somewhere in the century of t- in 2000, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. So 2018? Potentially. Who knows? Who knows? But that's, it's not about me. It's not about you, love. The, 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 seed, the seed will be planted in 2018, is what you said? <laughs> Potentially. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so what we recovered here is, uh, what we covered here is basically that uh, your Celtics are really good this year. My nest just got better. Uh, you're rooting for them, and I'm the reason why the Celtics have a championship. And your album was okay. That's what we covered, right? Can I can I ask one more serious thing about the Nets? Right. This is an honest question. Sure. Is, is, there, is there any word on when uh, D'Angelo Russell's coming back? D. Russ, uh, they're mom on him. You know, you're the one who broke the news to me actually. Uh, yeah, I did. About, I did. And about the arthroscopic surgery, that they're mom on him after. I think it, they have to be when you don't sell a lot of tickets and you're only star players out, what are you supposed to say? Like, out for the season? You can't do that, right? Then you just kill all ticket sales. Uh, if that happens in Celtics, is that something that, that would have mattered? Like, I don't know, oh. Ron Mercer or oh, Tony Billis were there? Is that, the, is that the reason why you traded for Jaja? For Zaza? No, Jaja. Jaja. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's not Jaja. It's for Sauskis. That's the reason. Sauskis, Sass, whatever his name was. Sauce Castillo? You, you, can't, you can't screw yeah. that up. Come on. Hey, I I haven't got accustomed to them. I just know free it's, job. It's Nick Stoskis. It's Sauce Castillo, okay, which is pretty sweet. Speaking of job, who's your favorite? What's your favorite job rule, track? Wow, we we just we just. <laughs> I have no idea. I would think I would think Hala Hala is up there for me, as as in wow. Okay, can can you can you confirm this right now? Go to. Go to Google, type in if you can, Dow Rule, holla holla, and tell me what comes up immediately. I could guess what might come up. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm missing this. It's not coming up on mine. What, what, are, you, what are you saying? So I look up holla holla. I typed in Dow Rule, holla holla. It, it's, it's, a song by, it's a song by Jay Z. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. It says also featured artist Memphis Bleak. Wow. Google hates Dow Rule, apparently. Well, it says Jay Z, it was on the album The Dynasty. Rock, Rock La Familia. Which is not the album. It's uh, Ja Rule, Vinny Vidi Vici, because I remember buying that album. And I remember putting that on a on my first uh, Def Jam mixtape that I made, which is actually on a tape. 
Well, I think Jay Z had a song. Didn't Jay Z have a song called Hala? And that's what it's mixing up here. Uh, is that the Jewish Hala Hala? Hala? Is that? Well, when you when you originally sent this to me, I thought it was going to be Ja Rule eating some Hala Hala, but. <laughs> Would that be your favorite? Uh, by the way, happy early Hanukkah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that, maybe that was the remix. <laughs> I think like Larry David or someone has to do has to do that that version the remix. <laughs> the Hanukkah album with Jaru. <laughs> Oh my god. So good. <laughs> how did we not think of that since two thousand? Like how has that not been our joke for us to even know. come up with? Because this it, was it, such a huge song. It just it just it just randomly came to me. I don't know. <laughs> and we've never joked about hala hala as being like a thing. No. <laughs> oh my god. That's so good. That's so good. Uh speaking of hala hala, um I did find another thing. So right here uh, I just sent you a picture. And what is this picture of, Josh? So the listeners know. It's a Phoenix Suns, uh, a Phoenix Suns, it's a Hebrew Phoenix Suns shirt. It actually says, so yeah, so it's Phoenix Suns with a logo. And then on the bottom of it, it says Phoenix. Um, and then it's, the second line is Suns. And it, it spells it out in Hebrew. Yes. Suns. And you went to, this was in Israel. Where where did you get this uh, uh, I item? think that was in, I think it was in Tel Aviv. So the the former capital of Israel. Right, according to to our our forty five president right now, right? That's that's where it is, Tel Aviv. Yeah, who who knows what the hell he's saying? But yeah, yeah. so Tel Aviv is don't they have like a really good basketball team, right? Um, they have a league. They have a good league. I'm not sure if it's a good team. I mean, maybe. Yeah, they're Israeli champions. Ron Williams, Dan Williams, he played. Oh, it's Maccabi Tel Aviv. That's who he played for. Oh, oh, the Maccabi. Yeah, sorry, the Maccabi Tel Aviv team. Yes. And they retired his jersey there, too. Who, Darren Williams? Yes. <laughs> For playing that one stint during the lockout year. Really? Yes. I remember. Yeah. I'm going to look it up again. Hold on. Maccabi Tel Aviv. Wait, you didn't, go that, you didn't go to that arena? You didn't go to Maccabi Tel Aviv? No. You could have? No, although it was interesting. I almost got to see the Celtics play when I was in uh, Europe. They actually played the week after I went. Darren Williams' Turkish club. Uh, is not I guess it's not in Tel Aviv he played for. He played for Beth Bethicus. Um I think his team played in Tel Aviv for a championship. That's probably what it was. Um Team Bethicus retired Darren Williams jersey after fifteen games of of playing there. That's, they have he has one jersey retired and it's a Turkish team. Hmm. I feel like I feel like that's a, a goal you should you should uh, seek out for Zifar. Have him play in uh, play have him play in Euro Ball, and have his jersey retired after like two games or something like that. Sure, let's let's do that. Um, I'd be or, I'd actually I'd actually be happy with the NBA. You'd be happy with the NBA. Yeah, I'd be happy too. I'd be happy yeah. too. Yeah, so. Oh, you could do ta- you could do town box basketball instructional league. You can have his jersey retired there. But the thing is, since he's going to be short, I may have to send him to the Isaiah Thomas basketball camp in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he from Vegas? It could be in Cleveland now, but right. Yeah, well, he had it in Boston last year, but yeah, I'm guessing it's going to be in Cleveland now. But I may I may have to send him to the Isaiah Thomas basketball camp. Although who knows where he's going to be playing? I hope that Seattle gets their team in the next couple of years, which it looks like it's more likely as of a couple of days ago. And um, wait, 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 wait! You're breaking more. You're at the end of the podcast. You're breaking more news. What are you talking about here? Well, as of a couple of days ago, it seems like they got they got some funding to to uh, do some renovations to the Key Arena. Oh, and, Seattle did. Okay, yep, got it. Yeah, yeah, yep, Seattle. And um, they're looking for a hockey team, and it looks like basketball's next. And there's a big push. The uh, Hanson over there is is, is uh, making a big push to bring basketball back to Seattle, and I. I could totally see Isaiah line his contract up and play, you know, for Seattle before his career is over. He's That's already good. said he wants to do it if the team came back, so I could totally see that happen. Well, that's and funny. It, yeah. 
that's funny you say that because the segue right now, as of, and I just mentioned it before, the Nets are playing the Thunder in Mexico City, which is also rumored to be the other expanding potential expansion city. Well, of the there's, a few, there's a few others though. There's um, there's, there's Louisville. 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 It's called Louisville. Let's get it straight. It's called Whatever. Louisville. Whatever. I can say hey. I'm, from, I'm from Connecticut. I say what I want. Um, <laughs> and then Vegas, but I don't know if there's actually another Vegas. Vancouver's also uh, another one. Anaheim, Austin, now, Texas. Yeah, I heard something about Hartford, but then I realized that I was I was reading fake news and that wasn't real. It was some German, uh, some uh, Russian um, troll tweeting yeah. about it or writing about it. You remember the Vancouver Grizzlies? Roland put his hat in the ring trying to get the Vancouver Grizzlies. I don't know if you remember that. Who? John Roland, governor of Connecticut. Oh, you mean the the crook, the criminal, the one that's locked yeah. behind bars? He he put his hat in the ring trying to get the Vancouver Grizzlies to come to Connecticut, but it was a passing thing, and it really died pretty much as fast as it. Are you, are you talking about the same corrupt uh, a hole that uh, used my heart and a lot of other Connecticut? sports fans heart as using the Patriots saying that they're coming when they probably already knew they're using us as a negotiation tactic. No, I, I don't, I don't blame him on that at all. No, well, I, I want to, I blame him. I hate crafts. I already voiced this on several podcasts, but 2000, 2001, they were going to be the Hartford Patriots. And 2001 is the first year they won their Super Bowl. Yeah, it would be ridiculous. Just imagine how different Hartford would be if, they were home of the Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. The first year. The first year, yeah. I know. Yeah, I mean, I know. That, uh... That, you would be you read that hard NFL fan, too. I mean, I, you I, like I, the NFL. I, I do like it. I, I don't really... As I tell everyone, I, I'm not a pink hat. I don't, like, jump on bandwagons. And, I'm not a pink hat. That's another thing that everyone knows you for. Josh, I'm not a pink hat. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't, I don't just... I'm not a front runner, and... I'm not going to tell you I'm a Patriots fan, and I'm not going to tell you I'm a Red Sox fan. Why? Because to me, if you're a fan and your team loses, and you don't, you could care less, then you're not a fan. And yeah. if they lose, I lose no sleep over it. So because of that, I refuse to say that I'm a fan of either team. Well, unless, unless well, I get that. But what happens if you denounce your team for a night? If you just say, forget the Celtics or fuck them, or I hate the Celtics, I'm not a fan anymore. Yeah, see, people don't do that. That's not That's not a thing that people do. Not even when they play Phoenix? Like, it's just not a... Not not even when they're beating the Phoenix Suns on a wintry night and they're up by 31 points and then Stefan Marbury shows up and comes back and leads the Suns you, to a victory by five you, points. You, and then you, we you, go to Burger King and then and then you're, you, you won't you, say a you, word. You you embellish that story. It's not an embellishment. I have eyewitness. John Zane was no, there. No, 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 no. I, I was pissed off and I... I think I said I didn't care and I was pissed, but I didn't denounce the team like you like you said I did. You, you like to you like to say that I did that, but that never actually happened. I was pissed off and I was like, you said I hate. Myself. You said I hate the Celtics. That was definitely what was said. Oh, oh, that night, yes. I'll, I'll, and, I'll say that. And you've never said I hate the Celtics in my whole life of knowing you. So therefore, that's more. Big... It was more. I, I hate them that night. There was a. Well, it was a you, did, thing. you didn't clarify. You said you you said it in a very hatred hatred form of way, and I think it was like... Yeah, but, the, but the Celtics knew what I meant, and that's all that really matters, so... From that Burger King that we were at, eating uh, our chicken uh, nuggets from, they knew that from there, right? Right next door? So yeah, yeah, the, the Burger King is home of the Celtics, so, yeah. Well, we've, we've gone down a lot of different roads here. Uh, December is the month of Josh and Enam, also known as Enamus. Uh, any predictions for your 25th uh, birthday coming up? You can do anything big? My 25th? Um, yeah. Well, considering that my 24th, I didn't do much. My 25th, eh. Yeah. Eh. Eh. Just have a couple of drinks since I'm I'm of legal age, and that'll be it, basically. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, December's going to be a good month. You got you got Hanukkah coming up. You got your birthday. You got my birthday. You got your uh, anniversary with your, your wife. Is it your dating one? I think your dating anniversary? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's somewhere in here. I, I don't. Is that weird, weird that I know that, or is that because I'm just pretty awesome with memories of, of things, such as you saying you hate the Celtics? To be, to be completely honest, it is a little weird that you remember that, but it's okay. Uh, that's, that thing didn't go away from my Google Calendar. Your phone number and yourself well, was deleted. I just, but my... I, I, I just verified it on my Google Calendar that my anniversary is uh, the 14th of December. So. Uh, we should definitely have a recap of that, of your birthday events and my birthday in the new year. And 
I thank you, Mr. Farber, for, for taking the time out to talk to, to the many millions and millions of uh, listeners. Well, it's not a problem. No problem at all. And uh, again, I can be found at the new Twitter handle at the JFarb on Twitter. I, I heard there's a lot of uh, you're a free agent. People are looking to to get you on their um, not just on your podcast feed for episodes, but on a actual podcast. That's, that's a word on the street. Um, your agent deals with that stuff. I'm not. Yeah, my my, my agent normally takes care okay. of that stuff, but not not giving out too much information. But yeah, there's. There has been some negotiations going on. Um, just looking at the best offers, wanted to do what's best for me and my family, and uh, we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, let the agent take care of it, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, if your agent hears about this episode going uh, having high download and click rates, maybe maybe your agent might be interested in potentially working with the Brooklyn Rebound Network. Um, I'll have my people talk to your people. I like I like that answer. Hi, right, buddy. Nice talking. All right. All right, guys, that'll do it for this podcast. Uh, catch us at Brooklyn Rebound. Uh, follow me at Enam Quasi at Enam Quasi on Instagram or Twitter. And you can call find all other podcasts all on our Brooklyn Rebound network. Uh, many NFL stuff, comedy stuff, anything you want. We got it. All right. Good night, guys. Peace.